for your efforts, 20 bucks. Congratulations, everyone. Give these guys a hand. Give it up. All right, guys, I have a, I have a special treat for you guys tonight. I need you guys to quiet down listen up. Tonight we have someone speaking to you who normally, uh, I think this is his very first time making his Element debut, speaking to you guys. You probably know him as the guy at check-in, asking for your name up at the computers. But I need you guys to give a warm Element welcome to Greg Wright. Give it up for Greg. Thank you. All right. Hey, I'm very excited, very excited to be speaking to you. Yeah, number one, it gets me out from behind the booth, right? <laughs> but also, I'm, more importantly, more importantly, I really believe tonight that God gave me a vision of a message that he wanted you guys to hear tonight. I fully believe that, and that's why I'm pumped for you guys to hear it. So if you'll, if you'll humor me tonight, and, and uh, we'll make a deal. If you guys listen up to the message that God has for you tonight, put away your cell phones, other items of distraction, I'm going to do, I'll do my part, and I promise I'm going to try to get you out of here as fast as I can and get you back to doing whatever it is you guys do here on a, on a Friday night. But um, let me warn you, if you're not listening, I can talk for a long time. So the choice is yours tonight on how long you're going to be in here. So let me just get, jump right into it. I do want to talk to you about choices. I just gave you a choice, and I'm talking about choices because our life is full of choices. We're constantly making choices. Sometimes we're making choices we don't even know we're making choices. You know what I mean? They're, they're, just, they're coming constantly. And the thing is, every choice has a consequence. There's a consequence that we have to live with. I know your parents are always harping you on you. There's a consequence to your actions. I don't want to get into all that, but it's true. We have to live with the consequences of every choice we make. And sometimes choices, you know, obviously some are much more important than others. But what you need to know is that every choice has a consequence you have to live with. And it, you see, what it is is your life is defined by your choices, even the small ones. They all add up to define who you are and what your life is. Let me try to explain it like this. Early in, in life, you're, obviously you make the simple choices. As a baby, you're going to... You're going to choose whether or not you're going to swallow those nasty peas your mother just put in your mouth, or you're going to spit them out, right? It starts out simple like that, but it begins to lead. It begins to lead to things like the things that you eat will define how you grow and your health, yada yada, right? So you're getting where I'm going. You're making choices on who you're going to hang with, your friends, who you're going to root for. Are you Michigan State? You Michigan? You, you know? Yeah. You you. I don't don't tell me just. Choose in your own mind. Those are the kind of choices you make because you can't root for both. I know, I shouldn't have brought that up. But listen, those kind of choices lead to other choices. The things that you do in, in school, the grades that you get, the classes that you take now in junior high and high school are going to determine what you're going to be able to do when you're choosing college or what kind of career am I going to have. <clears throat> those, those things, these things, they snowball into bigger choices like things we don't want to think about right now, like, am I going to get married? Am I going to have kids? Where am I going to live? See, we want to defer those choices off till later and, and just make them when, when the time comes. But the reality is, students, that the choices you're making now are going to define what you're able to choose later in life. So we've got to get into this 
this, this uh, mode of making wise choices now because every choice counts. Every choice determines um, who you're going to become. Now, there's... Because, and, and because cause those choices, they come fast. They come furious. We saw that on, on Minute to Win It. You've you got to make snap decisions, right? And life is like that. Life is constantly bringing choices to us. And sometimes it's just our failure to make a choice, and it's still making a choice. And we have to be aware of this because one lousy choice can mess you up for a long time. That, that, that suddenly the, your, uh, the arrest for having drugs in your possession, that criminal record's not going to go away when you're looking for a job later. That moment of passion and one moment of pleasure, and suddenly there's a baby in your life, and all those major life decisions, have bought, most of them have been made for you. You're not even out of high school. That's why... <clears throat> That's why they're important. And we got to, you know, the question on that is, I could go on and on about those consequences. The question is, how do we end up in places like that? How does our life take such a left turn into left field like that? Because we're not aware of the choices that we're making. That's why. So tonight, <clears throat> I want to talk to you about one particular choice. And now, like I said, they're all important. But there's one choice that's like bigger than all the rest. It supersedes all other choices. In fact, it'll have more impact on your life than all of your other choices combined. So in light of what I just said, that makes this thing big and huge, huge and big. <clears throat> I brought this water up here for a reason, too, because I knew that would happen. And this is a big deal, so I want to make sure you hear me. That I am talking about your choice to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Now, I don't want to just leave that, that little chestnut out there and let you ponder it. It's so important that I want to show you tonight. I brought an object lesson. Yes, that's right. Whoa, look at those stairs. I brought an object lesson. You can say what you want about object lessons. You know, but I thought that a picture is worth a thousand words. So if I could cut a thousand words off, that'll help me get done on time. But I got this big, long rope here. <clears throat> it just keeps on going. I'm going to bring it, uh, I'll just stay up here. But in light of what I'm talking about, how choices define your life, if you think this rope might represent your life, maybe you might be right. But that, dep that depends on your definition of life. You see, most of us, most of us would think that life is, begins the day we're born and it ends the day we die. When we stop sucking air out of this earth, right? Wrong. No. God's word tells us our existence is eternal. It goes forever. In fact, God tells us that he knew us before we were born. He knew who you were going to be, when you were going to be born, and everything about you the moment that he created the, the world. So if we, if we look at this life in that respect, we'll say, we'll pretend that this beginning of the rope is the beginning of all creation. God, the big bang right there. You believe in the big bang, right? God said, let there be light, and bang, there it was. Right on. So if that's the beginning, but God knew you then. God knew who you were going to be back then. Then a bunch of stuff happened. There's a flood there. Jesus came. That was a big deal. But then a little bit later, let me mark this spot on the rope because this is a big deal for you. Because this is when you were born. This little dash right there. 
And it's, well, by the way, it's also the day that you die. What? What? That's pretty small. It's just a little blip, a little dash. Because life is short. They call life the dash because on a tombstone, you got a date of birth, the date you died, and in between is nothing but a dash. And that's all our life really that we know of is like. It's short. But in reality, the, look at the rest of this rope. And I want you to pretend with me that that rope goes right out the door and across 13 miles as far as your eye can see. And that's what your life is, this little blip compared to an eternity. That's the rest of your existence, your eternity. And so that's important tonight because our life is so short. We're never promised tomorrow. Whether we, only, we die unexpectedly in 10 years or if we live to 100 years, it's still just a little blip, a dash, a blink of an eye. But that blink is so important, students, that you, you, this is your only opportunity to make this choice that I'm talking about tonight. And so let me, let me put it this way. You've got this whole rest of this rope to talk about, <clears throat> and every one of us in here is going to spend the rest of our eternity in one of two ways. That's it. It's A or B. There's no other option. God's Word tells us that. First option is to spend eternity with God with the God of the universe, and God promises to make that a perfect existence. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the way that he designed it in the beginning. Because whether you know it or not, God created a perfect world, but he also gave us freedom of choice. The choices that I'm talking about tonight, he allows us to make those. And when, when Adam and Eve screwed up right out the gate, and they made a bad choice, they made a very unwise choice, it created this, this domino effect of consequences for thousands of years, and it's led us to the very un imperfect world that we live in today. But God promises to restore it to perfection. He's, in other words, he's going to take all the stuff in life that, that just stinks. The pain, the sadness, abuse, suffering, handicap, disease. Wipe it clean, baby. It's nothing but joy, gladness. Everything's perfect. I can eat whatever I want, never gain a pound. Hallelujah, let's time me up. Right? I mean, it sounds pretty good. Now, what's the other choice? Well, duh, it's without God. With, without. Now, you might think, okay, well, I don't really know God. Why do I need, well, let me see, well, let me roll the dice and see what that means. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says about eternity without God. It describes it as a place called hell. It's real, and it's sadness, it's darkness, it's death, and it's constant. See, it's all that stuff that we wiped away for our perfection, and that's all we're left with. Only there's no relief. You see, you can't, you can't take a nap and get up and get another start in the morning. There's no chance to take a breath. It's a constant and continuous agony. The Bible describes it as a, as a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, we know what weeping is. That's never good. Gnashing of teeth, that's kind of a weird thing to say. I know when I was a kid your age, I used to think, well, that must mean... The demons are taunting me, la, 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 that kind of thing, you know. But someone once told me that, and this makes a lot of sense, is the gnashing of teeth is that sound you hear when you make a really boneheaded decision. You decided you're going to bet all your money that the Lions are going to make the Super Bowl. And when they don't, you know what you do. You bite their back teeth and you go, ah, that was dumb. That is the collective sound you will hear 
of everyone down there regretting every second of every moment of, of eternity, uh, I screwed up the most important decision I ever had to make. Now, this all sounds very simple, very clear, hopefully. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out one choice is a whole lot better than the other. So how do we make it? Well, here you, do, here you go. Here's one thing you, you got to know. God has just one requirement for you. Just one, but it's a doozy. You see, you got to understand, God is a holy and perfect God. And his only requirement is that you be the same. Yes, that's right. You must live a perfect, sinless life from birth to death. Or otherwise, you're not worthy to be in his presence. Yeah, that's right. Just one mess up. Just one little white lie. One little impure thought. And boom, you're done. You're out. I know, that's, that stinks. I'm out. I'm done. I messed up a long time ago. You know, the Bible says that all of us have sinned. All of us fall short of God's measuring stick. That, that really, that's, not a, that's a message of gloom and doom. But I didn't come here to give you gloom and doom. I came here to give you a message of hope. And that's this. God loves you so much, he could not stand the thought of spending eternity without you. That's mind-blowing. That's like the opposite of what you would think. God couldn't stand for you not to be with him. So he came up with a plan, a plan to fix this problem that no one can, can be perfect. And that's, that's sending, that involves sacrificing his own son, Jesus Christ. And he did that when he sent Jesus to earth 2,000 years ago. Jesus lived that perfect life I'm talking about. And then he willingly sacrificed his own life, allowed himself to be beaten, abused, and killed in the most horrific and shameful death ever in the history of the world. But he did that for you, to pay the price for you, to take your place, to take your place in what you really deserve. Whew! I don't know about you, but that is awesome news, because the best news is, he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose again. He defeated death. He defeated the curse of sin. And he is alive today. That is stinking awesome. I mean, whoo! Jesus paid it all. I, I thought I was a goner there with that sinless life thing, but Jesus paid it all. I'm all set now. Not so fast. There's one more thing we got to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a catch, isn't there? But not really. Let me, let me explain what I'm talking about. Let me, let me do it this way. Let me give you a, uh, an idea of a gift. A gift that's not opened is useless, isn't it? Someone, someone goes out and they pay the price and they wrap up the gift and they give it to you and you take it and plop it on your shelf and you never open it. What good is that? It's useless. It's no gift. A gift not received is no gift. The gift of salvation works exactly the same way. You see, we have to open it. We, we have to open it to receive it. So I want it. I want that gift. How do I open it? Well, it's very simple, actually. God's Word tells us exactly what we must do. It says we must believe in Jesus Christ, believe what he did for us, and, and make him Lord of our life. It's nothing more, nothing less. It's that simple. In fact, it's so simple, yet it's so difficult. Let me explain why. It's simple because it's free. You can't earn it. There's no way you could if you wanted to. 
You don't have to do anything to earn it. See, I'm not talking about a list of do's and don'ts. I'm not talking about rules and regulations. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about a religion. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just accept him. Talk to him. Let him talk to you. Having a relationship with Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Don't be confused by all the stuff you hear in this world. It's just as simple as that. But I must tell you that it's also difficult because that other thing I said about making him Lord of my life, it means that I need to lay down my life on this earth for him. In other words, it's no longer about me. It's no longer about my way and what I want. It's got to be all about whatever God wants. I want to do that. That's what I'm talking about. That's the cost. See, it's free. It costs you nothing, but it costs you everything. But that's the choice. That's the choice we must make. We all must make. And what are you going to do? This little dash is so small you can't even see it. But this is what we must choose. Are you going to choose the dash? Or are you going to choose the rope? Jesus paid it all for you. What are you going to do in return? Now let me explain this, because I don't want anybody to miss this. How do we choose the rope? I mean, I just I kind of said that, but what I want to, this is how I want to wrap things up. All right? I, I promise I'm going to finish up. There, there's, um, there's three types of people in this room right now. There's those of you who've already accepted Christ. You know exactly what I'm talking about tonight. You've accepted Christ and you, you know that you want to live for him, no matter what it costs. And for those people in that group, you know who you are? You need to start praying right now because you know that anything I say, anything I do, is not going to save anybody. I can't force anybody to make this choice. God does. God works on your heart. So you folks that have accepted him, pray for your friends right now because we're about to make the choice of all time right now. Because there's two more groups of people in here. There's a group of people in here right now who've never accepted Christ, but they like what they're here. And there's something stirring in your heart right now. And it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit of God calling you home. Calling you saying, just, just give it to me. I got your answers for all the stuff in your life. I got it. I got this. I got the rope for you. And if you're feeling that tonight, when I pray in about one more minute, I'm going to pray. I want you to just quietly slip out of your seat. I want you to come up here where Pastor Matt and some other leaders will be. They want to pray for you. They want to give you a Bible so you can read and know for yourself the truth that I'm telling you tonight. And they want to get, just explain it more to you and show you the next steps. Because you know what, students? This is not a one-time experience. There's nothing mystical, magical about coming forward. This is, this is, this is all about what's in your heart and what are you going to choose to do. Are you going to choose to lay down your life and forget the, the dash and follow Jesus no matter what it costs you? If you're ready for that, when I pray, I want you to come forward. Now, there's, there's one more group I want to address. There's a group of people here who've never accepted Jesus, and you're just not ready to do that right now for whatever reason. I've tried to make it as clear as I can, but it, like I said, it's only God that can, can draw you in. 
So whatever your reason, you just don't believe what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe you're afraid that if you give up your current way of life, God's going to call you to do something uncomfortable. And that's true because God does call us into following Christ is never easy. It does require sacrifice, suffering, but I guarantee you there's blessings more than you could ever count, not to mention the rope. So for this group of people, this is what I want you. You, you, may, you. you might not be ready to come tonight, but I want you to tuck this truth in your brain. Never forget it because God will work on you. He will soften your heart. He will bring understanding to your mind, and you will eventually choose. Because, because I want you to know this. If you don't choose, if you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. You made the choice to reject Jesus and reject the gift. Never forget that. And the last thing I want you to remember, I really do, don't ever forget that God loves you no matter what you do. And he will never give up, never give up pursuing you. You see, he thinks you're important enough to die for. And he proved it. Therefore, I think you're pretty darn special too. And I will never give up on anyone in this room. That's why I'm here. That's why I give up my Friday nights. Because I want you to know that. I want you to know that you matter to God. And you matter to me. I will never give up praying for you. Never forget that. I'm going to pray right now. And if you're one of those in group two, that you're ready to make this choice, this life choice, this life-changing, eternity-changing choice, and give it all up to spend eternity with God. If you're ready for that, I want you to come forward as I pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this, this night and this, this opportunity that you've given me to share my heart and share your message that you gave to me, to these students tonight, Lord. And I just pray that, that anybody here who's feeling like, like they've never given up anything for you, that they don't quite understand it, but they know that they want it. They feel in their heart that God is calling them to something bigger, something better. I just pray that they'll have the boldness and courage to slip out of their seat, come forward to, to find out more about what it's, a, it's all about, to find out about this that I'm talking about, to find out that it's true and, and to, 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 to make a stand for you tonight. Lord, I just pray for if there's just one, if there's just one that comes to you tonight, your word says all of heaven will rejoice. And I'm ready to have a party tonight, so I just pray for those kids that are going to come tonight. And Lord, I pray for those that, that aren't ready yet. They just aren't sure. Lord, I just pray that you will move in their hearts, that they will know what they've heard is true, that they will never forget the message that they've heard tonight. Lord, every one of these kids are so special in your eyes. You know everything about them. You know how many hairs are on their head, and you want to spend eternity with them. Lord, I just pray that, the, that you will draw them in so they don't have to miss that Lord, I pray that none of, not one of these students is lost from your hand, Lord, because they belong to you and you want them, but they need to make the choice tonight. And Lord, I just pray for that. I thank you again for this opportunity and for all these students here. And just go with them as they continue having fun tonight, but may they never forget your words tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>